Good evening, Bob. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Excellent. Sorry we're zooming again. Hey, it happens to the best of us. Um, <laughs> and we're on your battery power, so we probably ought to make sure that we get this done in some sort of succinct order here. Um, concise. Yes, concise. Consolidate. Uh, luckily, there's not a lot of books. There's some really good stuff, but it's not a. It's not really a crazy week this week. I don't think. Oh, I there was some really it good was, books. Yeah, I'll I mean, try to shut up about them. <laughs> there, there are some very good ones. Uh, starting with Abbott, 1973, yeah. number four. A yeah. great book. Uh, Agreed. And in the realm of books that no one cares about, Action Comics also came out this week. Oh, you know what? You okay. should care about Action Comics. I don't, though. But you should. Did you read okay. it? No, of course not. Okay, so... I don't remember the last should... time I read Action Comics. This should have been the first post-Future State Action Comics. Oh, uh, shit. Is it really yeah, no, something is... good? Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. Bat. Okay. I really liked it. Uh, and there's like a new characters that I'm su- honestly I'm surprised that it wasn't like a thing where it's already selling for money because there's I like gotta a tell huge you, new character for spirits. The, the one thing that never happens is uh, Superman books being worth money. It's like it's like no matter how many new characters they add, they're like yeah, but they're Superman characters. Who fucking cares? And people just ignore oh. them. So well, yes. there. Uh, if you give a shit in any way about Superman characters, there's a really cool uh, new character that appears, and also the whole storyline mm-hmm. of which this is the first part is War World. Uh, oh, nice! So it's like Mongol Superman War World. There's cameos by almost everybody. Uh, it's. I thought it was really good, actually. Cool. That's great. Um, good yeah. news. Uh, there is also. Oh, we got the new Attack on Titan volume, which is number thirty-three. That's a thing. Nice. Uh, we've got Batman Black and White, number five of six. Uh, I liked we, it. We have Batman Superman, number 17, which actually looked really good. And again, oh, I haven't uh, yep. checked it out, but... The last great. issue was really good. I like this storyline. It's um, <clears throat> it's the Earth Zero, so it's like Batman and Superman on a different Earth where they are... I don't know. It's, it's just kind of crazy. Storyline's kind of crazy, but the art is really good, and... The whole thing is told as if it was a movie serial. It's it's oh, really nice. an nice. interesting uh, take. Cool. Um, something that is also very, very good. Beta Ray Bill number two continues oh. to be just one of the best things. Man, what a great book. Yeah. This uh, is this is definitely the best superhero uh, Daniel Warren Johnson work ever, as far as I'm concerned. I think this yeah. is better than than you know Dead Earth or like any of that stuff. I think it's just this is this is just next level wonderful. It's fantastic. There's it plays a, uh, exactly to his strengths. Oh, absolutely. For one. There's there's a schematic, a double page oh, schematic of Scuttlebutt that is like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And also Scourge, the Executioner, is like I've never liked this character and within like literally within four panels of this character appearing in this book, he's like my favorite and I never want him to go away again. I mean, uh, also uh, Pip the Troll, but uh, also Pip the Troll. But I mean, also you kind of have to credit Taika Waititi for making this character and Carl Urban for making him what he is now, because yeah. that is definitely the, the Thor take on, on him. Yeah. You know, but that's, that said, it's a very good take, and I really like him in this. And I really like Odin. I like washed up Odin owning the bar, and like yeah. it's fucking great. Just yeah. this is a great, no. great book. 
Uh, really, really fantastic. And and again, at the center of it is not some sort of like, I have to get back my weapon because it's my greatest power and I need to defend the innocent and I need to go blow up a planet or do whatever. Instead of that, it's I have to get it back because... I have horrible body images and dysmorphia and like I'm seeing because I was transformed into this thing and I want to be loved. And it's like, what a deep and different thing to see in a superhero comic about literal Asgardian gods. I mean, that, that is, it's awesome. It's just a wonderful, it's a wonderful change to see. And so I loved it. Yeah. That yeah, was fantastic. That is what I say. Uh, we've also got uh, Bitterroot number 12. Again, a really fantastic good. series. Uh, Black Widow number six, which I have not been paying attention to. Have no idea if it's any good. Um, Bear Their Care number two, uh, which is a really good Eternal Warrior story. I, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I like it, but... it if you could give me something that says that this isn't just somebody who saw uh, Eternal Warrior and uh, and Bloodshot and said, what if we squished them together? It's exactly that. It is Eternal Warrior and Bloodshot squished together, period, end of sentence. And it's told <laughs> like a Valiant comic. It's like, this is a Valiant comic book. I like it. I enjoy reading it. But to say that it's anything other than a massive ripoff of two very, <laughs> very well yeah. done series that already exist would be disingenuous, is what <laughs> I will say. Uh, uh, I did not read it uh, and can only say probably that that sounds like something. I don't know. I, I looked at the first issue and it didn't really grab me. And, I don't know. Just seemed like it was like, here's what Keanu Reeves' next movie will be. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, you see, he is an eternal warrior uh, who has the powers yeah. of bloodshot. <laughs> Don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Legacy Edition Trade Paperback Volume 4. Uh, I, I believe that is the old Dark Horse series re uh, repackaged by Boom in nice oversized trades which is which is cool hmm. because those dark horse trades uh kind of sucked when they did the omnibus editions like i loved the fact that they made them but they were too small like i i didn't want them to crush the artwork down and make them tiny the price point Weird. was nice but it was like i i would much rather have it like this where they've kind of made it bigger so yeah that's cool no, thanks uh cable number 10 one of my favorites. Um, nice. This is uh, the we continue on this story. That if I mention anything about it, it is a huge spoiler. Uh, probably it has been spoiled across the internet. But as far as massive characters returning, that you that would have a big influence on this particular issue uh, or comic as a whole. Yeah, it's it's the biggest character that could return. So uh, yeah. Big craziness going on there. And Vox Machina, Critical Role, Origins, number three, number two. Son of a bitch, I hate these. I wish they would just name them something else. But this is Critical Role, Vox Machina, Origins, three, number two of six. (laughs) And if that doesn't anger you to read that, this might be a comic book for you. Um, But 
Crossover number six is next on the list. And oh, that, holy crap. Holy crap is correct. Yeah. Tell me, what do you think of the crossover series? Uh, I think that it was all literally leading to uh, to this. Uh, <laughs> and to give any information on what goes down is like, you, you just can't. Uh, but that last page reveal was like, really really well played uh and they like distract you with it. it's like literally it was like a three card monty yep with just like look at this look at this look at this look at this this is crazy and then at the end it's like you get this thing that's like ah oh, how did i not see that the entire yep. six issues of this comic uh <sighs> that was really 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 good yep yep and i guess it's continuing is that correct if i'm not mistaken uh, I think it there's... said the next there's a next issue that's yeah. written by chip zadarsky of course, why not? Oh God, tell me it doesn't go into the Zadarska verse. Oh fuck, I bet it does. I, I think it might. It's uh, it's drawn by Phil Hester. It's yep. written by Chip. Zdarsky God damn it, and... they're gonna do. The... <laughs> That's yeah. great. I kind of love it. No, it's uh, cool. There's I mean... so much actually that they can do with this. Uh, this like people invest in uh, with comic books coming to the real world, like as yeah. a comic oh, yeah. concept. I mean, having like the entire image sandbox, uh, although not even just image, there's dark yeah. horse oh, yeah. in this. Like, yeah, crazy. You, they're, they're bringing them all in. Uh, there's there's definitely my, one of my favorite Donny Cates properties arrives in this issue. So I'm, I was very happy to see that. And that is definitely not any of those. That is a heavy metal property, I believe. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And so that was the cover I got. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. a spoiler because there literally isn't a Tomahawk cover in it. Yeah. Uh, totally. So, yeah. Awesome. That is good stuff. The Cult of yeah. Dracula, number two of six, is out. This is a fun little thing from Source Point. Um, you know, it's it is it's it's what you're looking for. If if you're looking for a a, a straight oldie timey horror comic book, this is it does it right. I like it. Nice. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. You have my Bill words. Punk. You have my word number number one. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a comic book about a video game that everybody fucking hated uh, because it had all sorts of bugs and it drove everyone completely up the wall. And so now they're merchandising it and just capitalizing on all of the love that it has garnered by not ever working right. Cool. I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, but on the wonderful side, one of my highest recommendations for the week is a hardcover for Deceased Dead Planet. If you have not read this book, aside from the fact that the presentation of the deceased hardcovers is among the best looking library style hardcovers that anybody makes beautiful nice. like gold leaf printing on the library bind on the cloth binding uh and then you know it's got the paper boards and it's just it is a beautiful hardcover and so aside from the fact that it is one of my favorite dc series like as far as mini series go these dead planet was one of the best parts of one of the best series that i've read at dc in a long time and i yeah I just fucking love it. Yeah, uh, it was cool. And it's they, hard. Like, they took the the series into a totally unexpected direction and still kept all of the yeah. things that made the first series awesome. 
And it's it's hard to explain to people why this is so good because people think that it's just everyone expects it to just be Marvel zombies in the DC universe, and that is absolutely not the way that it plays out, and that's not how it works. Um, yeah, and it is is absolutely not that, but it is great. Um, that's all. Yeah, I will end yeah. there. But uh, Deadly Class number forty five. Deadly Class Returns, coming back for some reason. Uh, we thought it was done, but it ain't. It ain't done. It ain't. It, nah. it ain't. Uh, Department of Truth, number eight, is out. Uh, wow. Detective Comics, 1035, is out. With Batman fighting a giant guy that looks kind of like Paul F. Tompkins. That's cool. He does. Actually, I, like, I like giant Paul name. F. Tompkins. Yeah, and his name is Mr. Worth. His name is Mr. Worth. A new Batman villain. (laughs) He's like a... I love the idea. He is. He's like if Paul F. Tompkins was a villain. That's actually really... That's that's good. I Um, like the idea that he's just basically like some sort of like carpetbagger kind of like wealthy money manager type who's just a like a fucking... Like he's Mr. Monopoly or something, only giant. (laughs) And he... I, I wish his superpowers were that he grew bigger as his portfolio grew. So his his monetary worth is affects his superpowers. Uh, you know what? I take it back. I want to write that character. Everybody shut up and don't take that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so Dune, House Atreides, number six, is a comic book. Um, hmm. Fantastic Four, number 31, has a great cover, and it made me want to read it, but I did not because I have not been keeping up with Fantastic Four at all. But yeah, it definitely they're... has its fans currently, which yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been going bad. in and out. That's the problem, is that it feels like, like, like story arcs are really good, and then story arcs are really bad, is how it feels to me. And so it just like, yeah. it loses people, and then they never come back. Right. This is like, actually, I think in, in this case, it's kind of like they were building something and it was interesting. And then they had to tie into King of Black yes. yeah, and yeah. it just kind of killed the momentum that was going on. And now they're dealing with this like post King and Black, which feels like why even bother? But <sighs> for whatever reason, they are. And that's how that's how it goes. That's anyway, how it goes. The art, the art's good. That's how it goes whenever it snows. Uh, the world is your snowball. Um, anyway, uh, Firefly number 28 is a comic book that can be purchased by humans at stores yeah. like this. Is one. there a, a new Firefly like literally like every week? I don't it's, fucking it, know. It's crazy to me that there's so much Firefly on the stands. I feel like every week it's like Firefly this, Firefly that. I'm like, is That's it really a lot that of Firefly. Popular? Apparently, yeah. I mean, didn't it get canceled like before it even finished a season? (laughs) Oh God, be careful! The internet's gonna come for you, man. No, I know. (laughs) I actually, I really liked Firefly. I just like, I, I, what I'm joking about is that like it's hard for me to believe that it was so popular that it is sustaining like weekly comic book releases. But you know, that kind of makes sense. Like that's the kind of fandom that will support a book. When you talk about comics and the numbers of people these days that it takes to keep a series afloat, you're talking about less than 10,000 people. And, Mm. and that's crazy. You know, like that, I mean, obviously back in the nineties, that would have been an eighth of cancellation numbers. You know, like Mm -hmm. if you'd been at a hundred thousand, they would have gone, get the fuck out of here. 
you know, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but now it, that's, that is what it takes to sustain a book. And, and that's what it takes to sustain a fandom. So things like, uh, like back in the day, Farscape had like just books for years because people fucking loved Farscape and then it got canceled and then they were like, I want more Farscape. And so people just kept churning it out and, and it kept selling, you know, we sold tons of Farscape. I don't think I have any backstock of those books and we had tons of them. Wow. Yeah. I think that, I think it was very popular. Um, You know what else we got? We got Geiger. We got the Geiger. Sorry. Uh, number one, yeah. not HR Geiger, uh, Geiger. The second printing of, of Geiger finally is in because the other one sold very well because it ruled uh, and people yeah. are excited to get on it. And because of that, I would suggest getting the second printing if you missed the first one because it was a very good book. And uh, and yeah, well worth well worth getting into. Um Another book that I, I like quite a bit this week is Harley Quinn. Again, not a Harley Quinn fan normally, and I think that this series is just about as uh, as good as you can do with Harley Quinn for me. Uh, this is this is to me the perfect Harley Quinn story. It takes away a lot of the the negatives from the Harley Quinn character keeps the core of her personality intact, the tank girly craziness, the punk rock and all that stays without her being this abused, you know, I don't know, like the, the creepiness of the old series. And also, I don't know, it, it feels more like the, uh, more like the TV show, which is also nice because the TV show is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So I didn't I do not know the TV show. I think that this supporting character Kevin in this is one of the weirdest car- character designs I've a- ever seen in <laughs> my mean, life. Riley Rosmo uh, is going to have one of the weirdest character designs you've ever seen if anyone is going to. It's crazy. It's a guy with like a quadruple chin and then he has like an entire face tattooed like a joker face like tattooed on his double chin. So he's like just like this huge guy with like oversized basketball shorts over long johns and like yep. slippers. He's like this slacker, like D bag. And then he's, I think he's got one eye and yeah. he has a tattoo of the Joker's face on his huge yeah, neck. No, definitely. They have, they've modeled the, uh, they've modeled the, the Joker uh, acolytes, I guess uh, on juggalos. That has been kind of their, that's kind of their shtick is that they're like ICP fans. Uh, And that's kind of the deal with the tattoos and kind of the, the aesthetic that they're going with is very, very juggalo aesthetic. Super disturbing. Um, And I will go back to my, to a statement from a million years ago where I have to constantly apologize because I've realized that over the years I have categorized juggalos as like bad people or, you know, or stupid or whatever. Like there's always been this kind of like, I don't know, negative attachment. And then I realized that I was being ungodly classist and I was like, it's okay to be mean to people because they don't have money. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? That is not true. And I think juggalo basically becomes a shorthand for people without a lot of money. And I, and it's like, Oh fuck. That's really <laughs> ugly and gross. So uh, I hope that I have never come across as feeling that that was the case. So 
Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't even quite uh, didn't even quite make a juggalo connection there. Uh, although I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, it that is that definitely is the connection to be made. Um, but it's it's I think it's actually really apropos, uh, and it, it's a, it's a, it's effective character design because it's like I'm definitely not going to forget that character. No, you can't. It is it is a <laughs> it's one of those weird things that burns into your head. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Something else very interesting that came out this week is a book called Helm Greyhouse. Let me try that one more time. Helm Greycastle, number one. uh, That is from Image and Top Cow. It is not a very Top Cow looking book. This this is a book that should have just come out from Image. I don't know why it's a Top Cow, uh, but it is sort of takes your traditional Dungeons and Dragons mythos and funnels it through uh latinx culture which i think is a fascinating choice because you wind up with it it, it's funny because it never really even occurred to me that it was a thing that like all of D and D is kind of, I mean, I'm going to get shit for that. Cause they're going to be, what about all of these Asian adventures and all this other stuff? Sure. There's lots of that, but it is interesting to see just how like Eurocentric, the concept of, you know, knights oh, and yeah. dra- knights and dragons, let's face it. Like literally the idea of that is just a very Eurocentric concept. And, just expanding it and being like, check it out. It's fucking Quetzalcoatl over here. And you're like, Oh shit. That has brought a, like a whole new life into this thing just by, just by changing its scenario. And I think that's super cool. I think that's one of the, one of the real benefits of, of seeing lots of new voices show up is that it's like, Oh yeah, right. I never even thought about the fact that it had been stagnating in this one little area. And that it yeah. hadn't been being expanded in this way. And and it's cool. I mean, because just just as far as like the the costuming and all the other things that go along with it, it really lends itself to to this like otherworldly gods and monsters stuff. So super cool. Um, yeah, and the back there's like a bunch of stuff in the back, like D&D oh, that's right. module yeah, there's a, kind of stuff that's really cool. Yeah, there's a five E compatible uh adventure. That is a like a one shot. So you can use the characters right there. Uh, we got I Breathed a Body, number four. Um, I fell off this one for no reason other than I had too many comics to read. I loved the first two issues and just stopped reading. Oopsie. Um, oh, but you know what we do have? We've got a nice oversized hardcover reprint of the tower of Babel. One of my favorite JLA stories, like nice. the Mark Wade, the Brian Hitch one. That's the Mark Wade, Howard Porter one. Oh, it was the, the, that classic cover when they're all kind of speaking gibberish at each other. Love that. Huh? It's one of my favorite books. That whole, that, that run bulletproof, uh, John Constantine Hellblazer Rise and Fall hardcover is out also. That is the most recent one that was really cool. It's in that uh tabloid it's, format. Yeah, it's in the it's in that weird oversized magazine style format that uh that that black label does, but in this at least it's in a hardcover so you'll know where to put it. You can put it on a fucking shelf as opposed to this yeah. <laughs> 
those weird square bound magazines that you're like, I, nothing, this doesn't fit anywhere in my collection. This can at least go on a shelf like a normal book. And so for those of you who have not bought those books because their format is stupid, there you go. Or you didn't enjoy their format. It's definitely for somebody. I always loved like the rampaging Hulk and all those dumb things. So those were all in that format yeah. too. Um, <clears throat> one that's gaining a lot of popularity this week. And I don't know why uh, it's probably some speculator thing that I didn't pay much attention to, but I've been noticing people buying multiple copies of this flipping thing. And it's uh, something, something going on uh, clone saga, the miles Morales, number 25. We're getting a, we're getting that uh, that dude that tortured Miles in issue eight. If you if you will remember all the way back to issue eight of Miles Morales, he was being tortured by some dude. Uh, I can't remember. He's called the Assessor or something like that. I'm probably forgetting it. But uh, cool. but yeah, it was like oh, I I read that and I was like, this is not what I read Miles Morales for. Certainly, it's really unpleasant and kind of sad. Uh, but. People are into this, and so I guess we're going to get a bunch of Miles Morales. This is. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's a little bit smarter than that. It is Saladin Ahmed, so yeah, know, I can only hope. Um, I'd like to believe that he Ahmed. had. I'd like to believe that he had a reason for making this. Yeah, I think it was. I think it's a. It's a. It's. It's not like I read it. And uh, there's actually a backup in it that's also really good. Uh, remember that B character? I actually checked out. The, I didn't read the main story. I only checked out the the, the backup because you showed yeah. it to me, and I was like, "Oh shit, I need to look at this." And it's great. Yeah, the backup. The was backup is wonderful. Um, and and the story itself is like it's it's not it's clearly not just like uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe it's clones, but uh, it, it it does look smarter than it sounds. Good, <laughs> thank God. I, I very much hope so because a redux of the clone saga is like, it, it just feels like the thing that nobody wants, you know? Like, yeah. like Well, the, yeah. The thing about it for me is just that like, I want miles to have his own stories. I don't want, it's like, here's right. miles is a clone. Here's miles is Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy here's, story. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, like, no. I, don't, I, I, but that said, you know, it's comics and, Oh yeah, and these stories will be you recycled know. a million times in our lifetime. So yeah, there's not much you can do so, about that. Uh, but you know, hopefully exactly. there'll be fun new takes. Um, let's see, New Mutants number seventeen is looks good. A comic book. It looks fucking amazing. Uh, that cover yeah. rules. Um, we got Ninjas and Robots number six. We've got mm -hmm. uh, that book is. I don't know. I find it delightful. It's super exploity and whatnot, but it just reminds me of a of a time in the '90s when these kind of like over the top exploitation comics. Honestly, it's not that much less gross and uh, whatever than Tank Girl was back in the day. It's it's just fun nonsense. I like it. Um, Nuclear Family number three is out. Once and Future number eighteen is out. Redneck Volume 5 trade paperback is out. And uh, one of the more anticipated and one of the books with the most uh, shocking endings of the week, probably Robin Number 1. Fun. Love this book. Um, it's 
Yeah. If you like Mortal Kombat, you're gonna love Robin. This is like, this is Robin's take on the Mortal Kombat tournament. Yeah, yeah, for real. And it's like, as much as it does have, um, like, a couple, like, newer characters, it also has some like a shitload of yeah. cameos from like weird Some Z-list villains. Great uh, choices. That, great yeah, choices. It was really cool. I liked the art. Um, it was it was fun. Also, there was a there was a a little thing dropped in there that I didn't know. I mean, maybe this is common DC lore, but I didn't know that uh, what's his face was Bane's father. Uh, Wow, God, the guy with the snake tattoo on his chest. Oh, King, King Snake? King Snake, yeah. Had He's no idea. Bane's father? I don't know. That's what he says in there. Weird. I didn't know that. So um, Strange. King Snake is lame. He, they got yes, rid of, his of course. <laughs> I know. Um, I was mad about that. I love yeah. the mullet. That was like part of his charm was that he looked like Brock Sampson. Totally, totally. With a huge snake tattoo on his chest. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, there's some, it was some cool, like, new characters. Ravager is in here. There's, like, some weird, like, Deathstroke clone also. like <laughs> Yes, um, who was Deathstroke? She calls herself something. Respawn? Respawn, is which the is name of the, the worst. The yeah. worst. <laughs> I Definitely. hate that name then, so much. Yeah, but there's like uh, like Connor Hawk is there, yeah. and Lady Bloodbath or whatever her <laughs> name is. But then also um, there's a there's a guy that shows up for like one second in a panel that's named Nightwing, and it's like N I T E Wing from the Chuck Dixon Nightwing series. That was like oh he was like God. basically like the U.S. agent to Nightwing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He was like the shitty version. Uh, and then there was also. Um, the uh is he argentinian the batman with the ascot yes yeah 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 he's in there um yeah i loved him that story was awesome yeah yeah for sure uh i'm looking forward to this i think this is going to be a really good and i actually yeah me too the costume redesign for robin as well yeah me too i thought it was good um do 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 and the first appearance of flatline flatline (laughs) Uh, let's see. We got uh, RWBY Justice League number one, which I believe is Ruby, but uh, it ain't I spelled so that way. Too. So I felt I needed to explain. Um, did you skip this one? I probably did. Be, and, Can well, we no, go back to it? I, no, we'll get to it because it's going to start with T according to my website. Oh, so we're we're heading uh, towards it. Um, sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, anybody who was a fan of the uh, Ruby series that DC put out a few months back, uh, now, I don't know, it was probably two years ago now because I have no concept of time thanks to the pandemic. I literally don't know when anything has occurred temporally, <laughs> but... Uh, it was it was back then sometime and uh, and people seem to love it. I know nothing of this series, uh, but uh, here's a Justice League crossover with said series. Uh, we yeah. got we got a uh, Savage Avengers number twenty. Uh, cool. Looks fun. Um, I have fallen off that. We got a reprint of Shadecraft number one. Again, another series that blew up and uh, we sold out of. So now we got those guys and. Also, Shadecraft number two, loved the first issue, read the second issue, and I think that it goes in an unexpected direction 
that made me like the series even more. Absolutely. I, I love, I've, I've re- so they did these, this is the same people that did Skyward, which yes. I also loved. Uh, but the visual, like this is just a really cool, mm-hmm. um, like there's some really fun, awesome visuals uh, that they basically like, it's a, it's a, it's a girl. Her brother is in a coma, but he is manifesting as a shadow. Uh, so she can talk to him and see him as a shadow and he does like kind of like shadow puppetry kind of stuff like that's uh which that, is like it's really very really fun. it's very charming and that's the thing that's yeah. funny is that it starts off as a straight up you're getting a horror comic and it's just gonna be like we're just gonna go in there and it's gonna be spooky creatures attacking this person who's gonna be in terror this whole time you're like okay you know i, I could be down for that uh and then yeah. this book starts up and we're like he's coming around and he's making jokes and they're hanging around school. And it's like, there's a charming element to it where it's not just going to be all the supernatural stuff as, as terrifying. And then it goes back and it's scary again. And it's just, it's a, it's a Buffy, the vampire slayer, the series level of getting your scary and getting your funny and like, and getting your like emotional connections to characters by using those two elements and Mm. hell yeah. I'm, I'm so into this book. Yeah. I actually almost wish it was black and white. This is really my only um, thing. I like, it still looks good. You know, I like it in color, but I I see what you mean. But I think it would be cool to have like a, you know, if they were going to do bet like they a will. second print or something, like just do it as black and white. Like it, it feels cool like it, it feels like the kind of thing that might get some sort of, uh, you know, Fury Road treatment right. where, they, right. <laughs> where yeah. they release nice. it in black and white. You know, you can see the uh, the Snyder cut in black and white, which is how he originally planned it to be. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I still haven't seen the Whedon cut, so I'm uh, I'm not in line for the Snyder oh, cut. That's a shame. Uh, Shadow Doctor number three is out again. Really cool true life story of a of a doctor who couldn't get work, and so he goes to work for uh, an infamous gangster. Uh, that is all. And uh, Shadow Service still going. Great series, great concept, love it. Supernatural detective force, love that stuff. Uh, Silk number two is out. Red number one did not care for it; was not really my my bag. But uh, but people seem to like it, so it's finding an audience. So there's that. Uh, Spawn number three seventeen. Spawn is still going. It is up to number 317. I have no idea what's happening. They don't even summarize these issues anymore, and I am not reading them. So uh, instead of summarizing them, they're like, these are the characters we brought back. And I swear to God, it's just so that he can release a new line of toys. Um, It's like... I think the solicit for this one is like medieval spawn. Uh, somebody, some other spawn, this spawn, spawn, spawn. It's like, okay, I got it. You got a bunch of spawns. Cool. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That said, it is cool. <laughs> I do like it. Son of a bitch. They got me. Uh, amazing Spider-Man curse of the man thing. Number one. I don't know what's going on. I read the first one. And it's cool. 
Uh, Steve Orlando sometimes does stuff that I like, and it's usually when he's in the superhero universe. It's usually his uh, his indie stuff that loses me. I actually kind of like it when he writes like existing characters. So I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to read few, this whole thing. He's one of the few that gets uh, the Morrison stuff too. So um, yeah. Yeah, uh, not that this has anything to do with that, but like, you know, I just, he gets points for me for being someone who actually pays attention to the yeah. cool Morrison stuff that everyone ignores as soon as it's gone for some reason. Like but Aztec. Uh, sure. Dude, Aztec <laughs> is awesome. That is a great comic book. If it's anyone, true. Oh, it is. It really is. to read a single issue of Aztec and come away from it being like, I mean, sure, maybe they don't like the art. I don't know. I think the art's good, but you know, um, I think the ending was ahead of its time for me. The ending of Aztec was where it was at. That was the one where I was like, Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Oh yeah. The super friends ending. (laughs) Oh, well the super friends ending was just that like, they were like the book is canceled and Morrison was like, I still have more shit to do with Aztec. So he basically just like had him join the justice league in the last issue. And then, Oh no, that's, that's not what I mean. He, he used a catchphrase at the end of the series. I'm going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read it. Yeah, they're like, they, go, they go through this whole thing and they're like, this crazy character named Aztec, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and not Chuck. And he grows really big. Oh, weird. <laughs> it was like, oh, he's Apache Chief from the Super uh, Friends. <laughs> and that was yeah, the idea. I, wait, Aztec? Yeah. 100%. I think you're thinking of uh, of uh, Manitou Raven. Maybe I am. Is it Manitou Raven? Ma- Ma- Manitou Raven was the one that did a nutshell. Okay, so it was it was him. Because yeah, one you know, of those series... Time, he was like a revival yes, you're of right. Apache Chief. Fuck, you're right. That's what it was. It was it was Manitou Raven. Damn it, I got yeah, it wrong. And that was, that was Joe Kelly as well. Not, that uh, was so goddamned brilliant. Now I want to read that series it. again. Oh man, Obsidian Age! Like yes. that is one of the best Justice League stories ever. Absolutely, like, hands down, hands down. Fuck. It is so. I good. was thinking and the, that and was, it was Aztec this whole time. No, it no. was yes, Manitou no. Raven. Aztec was like it's Aztec was completely original. Uh, like in terms of like it didn't like borrow from any existing right. yeah, comic yeah, yeah. book. It was a brand new character. Uh, and it went 10 issues and everyone hated it and it got canceled. And so Morrison was just like, well, I'm just going to have him join the justice league. And, uh, and then he joined the justice league and, and then shit went on with that. But Steve Orlando back to bring it full circle is one of the only people who has used, uh, Aztec, the current version of Aztec. Cause the nice thing about Aztec is that it's like a, it's like a green lantern style thing where it's like someone, it's a mantle that someone holds. Yeah. That's and so, so there's funny. Like a current Aztec that's a woman, and he used her in. Uh, there was like a Justice League America. I think he was yes. the writer. Of yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That was yeah, and she was not a, good. Yeah, it had its points though. It actually it did. wasn't the worst. Comic you know what was actually okay? Justice League Canada. <laughs> oh yeah, there were some fun moments in that, but also yeah, yeah, there was some really bad writing in that, which for Lemire was like kind of surprising. It was like I he, think a lot. He might have fell a lot of that in. I think a lot of that stuff is um, comes down to editorial. Yeah, and and I've said this before, but I was listening to uh, there was a podcast um, that's like a Justice League International podcast that I listened to an uh, an hour long interview with Jerry Conway. Oh, um, nice! 
and uh, he had a lot to say. This is obviously going back to the eighties. Didn't um, even know he was still alive. He, was talk- he is, uh, and 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 working, and like basically, like he did Justice League Detroit, and that's what the interview was mainly focused mm, on. Nice. Um, what's now known as Justice League Detroit, which was my first Justice League comics that like are not the first ones, but the first ones that I really followed. Um, and, uh, and he got a lot of shit for vibe, you know, just like the way, even though like he kind of like he owns it, but, uh, but kind of explained like there's more to the, anyway, whatever yeah, yeah. the podcast, but, um, <laughs> but he was like, basically like, they were asking him like, why did you do this? Why did it end this way? Kind of stuff. And he was just like, well, DC has never had like a strong editorial. They always have these kind of, he could describe them as fiefdoms. Yeah. And so like, that there's makes no, sense. like, yeah, it made perfect sense. And it's like, so a lot of this stuff, like, you know, um, and also the justice league Detroit as a teen Titans clone, it is literally like, if you map it out, it is like every character in the justice league Detroit team has a teen Titans, uh, parallel. character from the 80s teen titans which also makes sense uh but anyway whatever i'm digressing but um but but i'm digressing talking about um we're talking about cursing the man thing oh yeah yeah let's just start talking about that okay well sometimes sometimes when you have a man thing it's cursed and uh you got to write a story i think it's often uh, honestly you know, if you uh, if you uh, if you experience fear, um, you're gonna burn <laughs> at the touch of this man thing. Um, yeah, and there, it's true. I'm just telling you, there I is think... no way to make that sexual, so don't even try. Um, I don't. I don't <laughs> I know do... where this innuendo was coming from. I don't see any way that becoming a man thing could not be perceived as a curse. You know, I mean, it's just like, I'm a man and a thing. How is that a boon? You yeah, know, it's, it's true. the boon of the man thing. You don't ever have that story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Great. I'm a man thing. Yeah. Best sick. Best Let's 16th party. birthday ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks, Dodd. Anyway, uh, Star Wars Darth Vader number 11 is out today. Star Wars Empire 40th Anniversary Cover Collection is out. This was cool. It is cool. Uh, if you like Sprouse's art and you want to see basically him retell the entirety of Empire Strikes Back as big old splash pages that were used as variant covers, here you go. Yeah. It's there. It's, well, it's just cool that he did that. Like, yeah. they, like you didn't even know. Like, if you were buying, like, whether you saw them or not. Like, I certainly yeah, yeah. like saw them all week to week as doing the podcast or whatever. We've been doing this for yeah three years, I think. But thirty three uh, years, I never like knew that he was telling the entire movie of uh, Empire in variant yeah. covers. I don't. I don't so think that cool I knew that him. it was in in some sort of like linear order, and it was going to yeah. tell a narrative. So that's that's super fun. Um, pretty sneaky, sis. Pretty sneaky. Anyway, you got you got your Star Wars Insider number two hundred two with three count them three different covers. So if two you have Yoda, two of them have Yoda, but one of them is a little tiny Yoda, one of a little Grogu. Mm. Um, the other one's got Jawas on it. And if you're into that particular title, you're gonna love. The Star Wars Insider Fiction Collection hardcover, 
which is out oh. this week. It is a collection of all of, because back in the day, like, in fact, like by the day, I mean like a few years ago, uh, they were doing limited edition fiction that was only in Star Wars Insider and literally stuffed by like Chris, like uh, Timothy Zahn and like John Ostrander, like people who like oh, wow. Hildebrandt brothers doing artwork, like ridiculous stuff that you're like, Oh, well, this is super cool, but it's a magazine and I don't want magazines laying around my house. Here is a nice hardcover of all that content. Uh, that was very hard to find at the time. Like a lot of Star Wars fans were looking for it. And most of us had at that point stopped carrying Star Wars Insider because uh, people kind of gave up on Star Wars for a little while. You know, some people I know, mm. I know the new movies have their fans. Um, I think they're okay. I think they're okay. But that okay. Okay. Doesn't sell Star Wars insiders. Uh, the Mandalorian <laughs> sells Star Wars insiders. Something that gets people excited about it. Put a tiny little adorable w- Yoda. That gets people excited. Yeah. I mean, the Mandalorian, I like the Mandalorian better than I like the new Star Wars. Movies. Yeah. I, it's it's yeah. hard not to. It literally like took my favorite directors and actors and like everything and oh, just threw yeah. them into a giant pile and said, here use this to make something incredible. And they all did something incredible. It's like, of course, you know, like, well, it's like, go figure that. Like if you take the things that you love about star Wars and then use those elements to make new stories, as opposed to like, let's just like try to recreate it. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like also just, just, I feel like there was like a wonder, you know, like a, but I mean, you, you hire John Favreau, you hire, you know, Taika Waititi, you hire like all these people, fucking Robert goddamned Rodriguez for crap's sake. And then you're like, of course you're going to get something absolutely amazing and use them all to their strengths. You know, you didn't have like, Robert Rodriguez hired on to do the, like the love story. You you were like, we've got a giant shootout coming up. Who do we hire? (laughs) I got an idea. (laughs) Yeah. How about the guy that does those really fucking well? So also like we're playing star Wars as a Western. Who should we get to direct? Like, yeah. uh... (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Good going. I have a no brainer. That that was a good series. Uh, And speaking of good series, Something that you loved, Suicide Squad, Bad Blood hardcover. It's the, uh, it's that, that Tom Taylor, really awesome Tom Taylor arc. It's one through 11, the whole, the whole schlemiel, real good, real good. Nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to like, I heard at some point that he was going to take the new characters from that and they were going to do like a new series with them. I hope that. I haven't heard anything about it, but I hope that does come out because the, all the new characters <clears throat> from that run were so good. And his handling of Deadshot was, you know, <laughs> Ostrander level. Yeah. Really good. Great series. Worth picking up and trade. Excellent. Um, so here's something that I didn't look at and I really should have because this looks like something very interesting. Um it's coming out from Skybound and it's called Summoner's War Legacy. I don't know anything about this. It looks like an anime that I remember, but I don't believe it's based on that. I think it's its own thing. Um, I don't know. It did appear to me to be a adaptation of some kind of other media, but I 
don't know. It looks good, but not anything that I was interested in. No, it certainly in. doesn't look like anything that is my my bailiwick at all, but I feel like I should have checked it out just to know what was up with it. Um, but something that everyone can get behind, Tarot, which of the Black Rose, number 127. Guys, how can yeah. you not love just one of, the, one of the finest comic books of all time? Who doesn't love a witch of the black rose? Oh my really, god! When it comes down to it, I don't know. I, something comes over me where I'm like, I don't know. Why wouldn't I buy this for the store? And then I'm like, because I probably shouldn't have this. I don't know what to do with content like this. It's it's exploitational, but is it? Is it offensive? I mean, I is think it that bad? you put it in the store and see if it sells. And if it sells, then why not have it? It's certainly been around for oh, a while. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It no, no, audience. it will, it will sell. It's just one of those things where I, I wonder if it's. I'm not necessarily looking to make a positive change in the world with everything I do, but you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe something. This it's so funny the exploitation that's in this though, like. I remember back to the first time I read one of these things. We had a bunch of... So when we bought the store, when we bought the contents of the store from a place in New Hampshire called Nellie Woes, they were like a, a gothy, like... They had this real, like, goth and, like, sexy lady kind of thing going on that was obviously not our shtick at all. Um and so they had tons of tarot. They had tons of like those like really like heavily exploitational, like gothy kind of things. And uh-huh. Gerald literally boxed up a lot of that shit and just threw it away. Um, which I later found out he had like 50 copies of the first printing of tarot. And I think those are like hundred dollar issues. So I was a little pissed to find that out, but, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, but again, it was, it was so not his thing. He was like, no, this is, this is offensive to me personally. Let's get it out of here to which I, which I totally understand. Um, but it's, but the first one that I ever picked up was literally a full issue of tarot, this massive busty witch fighting crabs that were constantly pinching her nipples. And I was like, (laughs) I could not stop laughing at this thing that was happening. (laughs) I don't know. It struck me as like one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And so, I don't know. There's something about that laugh. It's always a larf. To, uh, to flip through an issue of tarot. It is. Uh, and I, I haven't looked through one since I worked in a comic store, yeah. which was a long time ago. It's, it's um, the silliest shit, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Teen Titans Academy. Tell me a story about what you think about this Teen Titans Academy. I like okay, this I, issue. I did. I was on the struggle bus with the first issue, but I like I thought it was story. okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's picking up steam. Um, I'm starting. To, I think that the team is starting to gel. The art is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the story is like basically like the Teen Titans have started a, a academy uh, to train new heroes. They've introduced like a shit ton of new characters. Uh, that in itself, I think, was the impediment because it's like right. There's just so many new characters. Yep. They didn't have enough time to like 
establish who they are. And so like you, you have to kind of see it as like a, like this might be for some people like a wait for the trade kind of thing. Um, also for some fans of the series, it's like, well, you really want to see like team this team or that team of teen Titans do something. And that doesn't, you don't, you're, you just don't get that. Yeah. Um, Cause they're all just like kind of training people. Um, the only thing, my only real complaint is I hate cyborgs new design. Um, I feel Especially like they really when they show him, him from the side. Yeah. Yeah. He just looks like, ge- like generic. There was a, there was a, when they first launched uh, in rebirth, when they first relaunched cyborg mm-hmm. and it was yeah. Ivan Rice, the guy that's drawing that Batman Superman book yeah, now yeah. and did blackest night and all that. He did his design for Cyborg that was awesome. And I they agree. never like they used it for like three months and then they stopped. And it's like, just use that. Just use that. It's good. Yeah. Like, I don't know They're why. Like, you well, this Cyborg that. book isn't selling well. Of course it's not. Cyborg books don't sell well. He's a character well, yeah. that works better as part of a team. Deal with it. <laughs> like yeah. it yeah, happens. Yeah. I mean it, uh, it, it that, and, I love yeah. Beast Boy, but nobody's gonna buy a Beast Boy comic. It's not yeah. gonna sell by itself. Yeah, yeah. He, they do work better as a as a team. So basically, like what's going on here is that um, there's a bunch of new characters, and they're really hyping this. The big mystery of it is the mystery of Red X and who is Red X, and um, it's one of the characters, and you don't know which one. And uh, I don't know. It's just I felt like this is like they're starting to kind of get it better yeah. so it was i like number two better than number one i'm a huge team titans fan so like i'm on board yeah regardless. I'm, I'm like but it is improving i'm going to continue to read it i definitely enjoyed this issue more than the first issue and i think i think you're right i think it is gaining steam and i think it's going to be it's going to be a really fun series i actually um, really like the cover too great yeah. cover Good stuff. Uh, And so The Marvels, number one, this is the first of the ongoing series based on the Alex Ross uh, miniseries that had that just finished up. Uh, Sort of. I mean, spinning out of the same world as all of that stuff. I mean, it's spinning out of the Marvel Universe. It's literally just like the Marvel Universe. Well, isn't it just you read it? The Marvel's Universe? No, I have not. No, I thought this was I thought this was all set in the marvels like his original marvels this is mainstream marvel universe continuity and it's really good really it's if if beta ray bill didn't come out it would be the best marvel comic on the stands what the fuck Uh, really it's really good um so it's kurt busiek uh who wrote Mm -hmm. marvels Marvels, yeah and alex ross is doing character designs and covers yep um it's kind of like telling a bunch of different stories in a sort of like sort of nonlinear fashion, although hmm. it isn't completely nonlinear. There is like if you if you, I think that there are some people who 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 buy comics that don't read comics. This is not a comic for them. Like you, if you right. just flip yeah, through yeah, yeah, the yeah, comics yeah. and collect them because you collect comic books out of habit, don't bother mm. with this unless you think it's going to be worth it for like first appearance <laughs> stuff or whatever. No, this is a this is a but deep like, dive fan comic. Well, no, I mean yes, but no. It's it, entry level. Someone could read this book and one hundred percent follow it. Like really, the only character that you need to know going into this is Captain America. Um, I don't know who that is. Yeah, it's um, it's not like a team 
it's like so it's kind of like the secret defenders in a way where it was like the team is kind of whoever it happens to be in that time frame Who? it's also kind of like new avengers where it's like it's Captain America and Spider-Man and Storm and uh, who are those three characters on the cover? Uh, the three characters on the cover. Well, one of them is Arrow, which is the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, One of them appears to be uh, the Golden Age Vision. I'm not sure if that's who it is, but what? it sure looks like him, and he's got a big V on his chest. Okay, that would make sense. Um, and one the of them Medusa is, is, is winged. Kind of, yeah, that's like she looks like um, clearly is patterned after the original Storm character that Dave Cockrum decide, designed. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, but it's a new character. She actually, you don't need to know anything about her. She appears in one panel in this comic. Huh. Um, the main new character that you're following in this one is a guy named R. What's his name? R. Uh, Kevin Schumer. <laughs> and what an he odd is choice of a name for a. For a well, comic I assume book. he's named after Arlen Schumer, who just died. Uh, oh, of and course he is it basically, is. Basically, I don't really know. Maybe the Kevin is is another uh, thing. But this character is, he's a guy who reappropriates uh, superhero characters' tools. He literally flies around Manhattan in a fantastic car that he has spray-painted the side of. Um, <laughs> he does superhero tours. And his company is called Kachum. And uh, he has a fantastic card that says Kachum on the side. And he like basically picks up tourists and he's like, let's go watch Spider-Man fight the vulture. And like they fly around and they watch superhero battles and stuff. And he's got like different um, gear that has belonged to different characters. Um, oh, that's great. And whatever. There's a couple like it's it's clearly telling like a big oh, picture story and like up. there's that's amazing aspects of it that kind of come in and out. But um, Ace, Ace, <laughs> is in it. they brought Ace and it's it is Ace like unmistakably it is definitely Ace. Ace, um, the greatest so, character to ever appear in two Spider-Man annuals. Okay, he he <laughs> is a definitely like a like attempt at. Uh, aping the popularity of Michael Jackson in 1984, <laughs> unquestioned. But so he weird. is a character who has massive potential, who has never been used since. Yeah. And now they're like, he kicked Spider Man's ass. Like, like and then Moon walked Daniels, away and just left a single yeah, glove pretty there. Much, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, you know, like the Punisher is in this is my really only kind of just like, eh. But all of the characters that are in it, other than Captain America, are really just kind of um, like Daredevil's in it for like a panel. It has that Marvel's kind of feel where it's like you're a, you're watching the Marvel Universe as a spectator and there's all these. So it's like this tapestry. But That's there's awesome. there's a couple of new I, characters. It's, it's just really good. It's Marvel's really good. is still one of my favorite books. I mean, Kingdom Come also, but Marvel's so great. God damn it. So, yeah, yeah I'll check this out. Um all right, we got a trade for the TMNT Reborn Volume 2. So that's the current volume of Turtles that's going on right now. That's the second volume. Nice. Uh, blip, blip, blip. We got uh, The Toys of He-Man and Masters of the Universe. This is awesome. It is one of those mega, big-ass hardcovers. And it's just like artwork and like production photos and you know stuff from... 
commercials and whatnot. It's 700 fucking pages of just stuff about the Masters of the Universe toys. So cool. I like, I'm not even really a Masters of the Universe fan, and I, I find this stuff just delightful. So I was, I, I'm really digging it. I'm, I'm taking a copy. Can't help it. Um, nice. Yeah, it does look cool. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. The the painted artwork for the Masters of the Universe toys is some of the coolest stuff ever because it's just so silly, uh, but also awesome. Uh, you know what else is awesome? Two moons. Oh, Number man, three. I loved this issue. Loved this issue. This book is gold. Gold. I love yeah. This is this is just this is the best horror comic going right now, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't think of another one that's better than this. Uh, nope. But yeah, if you if you're looking for for a great horror comic, if you're looking for something to follow up Harrow County, this is it. Um, yeah, it's 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 absolutely phenomenal. Um, U.S. Agent number five of five is out. So wrapping up that series. We've got a uh, trade paperback for Usagi Yojimbo volume two of homecoming. We've got issue six of wanderers road, which has another beautiful peach Momoko cover. Yeah, honestly, I, uh, I need to go back and get the earlier issues of the series because it's great. Uh, it's each one is like a done in one. Uh, and then all kind of, uh, falling within like when it's collected in a trade wanderers road trade, it'll be, but these peach Momoko covers are amazing. <clears throat> Um, and it's really good. It's just classic Usagi. It's literally like, it's as strong as it's ever been. Uh, if you ever read an issue of Usagi and liked it, like you could read this and it's, it's great. And plus it has these wonderful covers. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, which blood number two, super cool book. Did you read this? I did not. I love okay, the first I, issue. I liked the first issue. I need to read them both together. Uh, I've never, I can't remember a series that I've been as intrigued by as I am of this series, but I still can't really figure out exactly what's going on. Hmm. Um, it's just, and I, and I know I it's mean, me. I just, I haven't. I knew what was going on in issue like, one. Well, I feel like I didn't really even, um, I love that her bike is called the Ramblin' Rose. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Like I just, I really like this. It's got a great aesthetic and, the, I love the country music vampire who plays Alan Jackson while he terrorizes a small <laughs> bar. Uh, and just like the coloring is really good. And I like the art style. Um, so I'm definitely on for this, but I got to really read it because I don't have hmm. a grasp on. Clearly, it's like a world where witches are um, just like a part of everyday yes. kind of existence and hunted. And, uh, and there's vampires and kind of uh, so it's like a... Yeah, it's interesting, you know. Yeah, um, no, I it's like cool. It. Which blood is cool? Vault. Uh, yep, dig it. Uh, Wolverine Epic Collection, Madripoor Knights. Uh, so patch. Yeah, this is this is some fun stuff. This is uh, with uh, what the fuck is his name? Blood Scream. Is that the vampire? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got Blockbuster and Blood Scream on the cover, which you know sold nice. so it's it's that it's that era of wolverine it's uh it's it's got marvel comics presents one through 10 in it too which is awesome so wolverine oh, nice. one through 16 and marvel comics presents one through 10 marvel age annual number four 
Very cool. And I don't know about you. I don't know if you've been watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. I watched every issue so far. Every I episode so far. I haven't seen the rest of it, but... Oh, yeah. No, I did, actually. I saw the end. I haven't seen... The, the last the one I saw, I saw I saw the Madripoor one, and I yeah. was so thrilled uh, the way that they colored the skyline to look like those issues of Wolverine when he goes to Madripoor. It's literally yeah. the exact same color palette. I didn't compare yeah. it, but in my mind, it was like identical. Like yep. all I could think of yeah, was no, those, they, those they covers. Did, they did a great job. So good. So fucking good. Um, I read that people were mad about it, about Madripoor being in it because like of some reason, but I didn't really understand. I was like, who would get mad about that? That is so dumb. Sounds like a bunch of ding-dongs. Um, yeah. I, I wish that, uh, I wish that some dude named patch had been there and you just didn't see him, but you know, whatever, <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh, that would have been fun. Let's see. We got, uh, speaking of, of crazy X-Men things that are basic fan fiction, we got X-Men legends. Number three, a continuation of Walt and, uh, Louise and Walt. Thank you. Louise. I wanted to call her Marie Simonson. Damn it. Not Marie Severin. I think you're thinking of yes, Marie Yes, I was Severin, indeed. Yeah. I was sorry. Uh, so. Yeah. I awesome. loved this. Yeah. I think it was really fantastic. Uh, I. I wish I, the art I, I could hate... have been done non-digitally because it doesn't translate. Yeah. The coloring doesn't translate the same it's way. The it's coloring. It's really it's too the coloring. bad. The only thing that the coloring improves in any way is Iceman. Iceman looks really cool. He does. Uh, but other than no, that, no pun intended. I want it colored flat. I don't want like yeah. it's just this this art is would look better like that. Um I did just really like this was a huge favorite series of mine. Uh and I just I loved it. It's really good. Honestly like it reads just like like another issue of the series it from, does. from back in the day. Like it, it's, it's not like, I get that it's like what you're saying about fan fiction, but it really does feel like it's just like an in between, like a one half. But that's the thing like is that it's like, it isn't fan fiction because it really is something that yeah. didn't get addressed during that run that like you might've wanted to know more about. And, yeah. and it does it and it's like, and it's the people who wrote the fucking original thing. So it's not like somebody saying, I think this is how it would have gone. They're like, this is yeah, exactly. what we would have done if we, if we'd gone further, this is where we would have gone. And that's so cool. I love, exactly. I love that shit. It's, it's really like, I've said it before. It's like, it's kind of what I would do if I had millions of dollars to just throw away. You know, if I, <laughs> if I had a Brewster's million situation, it would just be like, Okay, that's great. Here's here's a hundred million dollars. You know, redo the uh, <laughs> this arc of comics that here's, I really like. Continue. Here's a hundred million. Here's a hundred million dollars. I own Marvel now. Well, yeah. And, uh, here's a billion dollars or whatever it is that you'd have to pay for Marvel these days. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like that's the kind of thing that it's like it feels like just like wish fulfillment in some of these things. It's yeah. great. It's great. You know, like yeah. I would, uh, you know, I would give Lloyd Kaufman $400 million to make a, <laughs> a new Nukem High and see what it would look like. 
And the answer is it would look like a $10,000 movie and he would pocket uh, the $399 million. Uh, but, uh, just like, uh, just like uh, my favorite story of when, when Mud Honey was uh, given money to do the single soundtrack. And they oh, gave yeah. Them, like a shit ton of money. And then they gave Jack and Dino like a hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars and they recorded the movie and then they just spent it. Yeah. Like, or whatever. Like they just like, pocketed the rest. Like, <clears throat> I love that. Oh, so my good. God. Those guys are sweethearts. Yeah. I like them. Um, yeah. And that's it. That is that is the that is the bunch of things that we have done for comic books, and that's about it. Yep. So there you go. Uh, is there anything else that we need to discuss? I can't think of anything important. Uh, no, you did the trades. Were oh, yeah. Toys that were new? Not nothing too exciting. Uh, but there is store, new store, store hours. So we are we've expanded hours. We've got two new days. So instead of being three days a week, we're back to f- up to five days a week. You know, it's going to be a while before we go back to seven days a week. But um, but now we're only closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, and so the rest of the days were at least two to six. Uh, well, uh, Sunday were 12 to five. But uh, there you go. So nice. So coming come back. around. We're coming back around. We're trying to figure it out. It's still super complicated. Vaxed. I mean, everybody's getting vaxxed, you know, we're, we're all like David is, uh, I mean, actually we're both pretty close to, to the point when we're going to be, you know, fully vaxxed and like, hopefully most of the customers will be fully vaxxed within a few weeks and you know, that'll be great. We'll all yeah. be, we'll all be better off, but I mean, we're all still going to have to wear masks in the store. You know, that's not going away for a long time, but you know, yeah. you know, at least we can, at least when somebody comes in with a neck gator that we know isn't doing anything, we can be like, cool. He's not killing us necessarily. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Plus, that's it. like, I don't know. Like it just gives you like an opportunity to fucking plumb the bit of back issue bins. Like I did today. <laughs> and I got a, a copy of showcase number 90 featuring Jason's <laughs> quest and Dayglo a hole number one and two, number one and two. I didn't even know where comics that existed. Amazing. Ben Passmore. That guy's great. He is Look great. him up. He's good at Dayglo a hole. He's a good artist. <laughs> anyway uh yeah. yeah it was fun so um, i'm glad you're you're expanding the hours and and we'll get back to uh, this week didn't work out for me to to be yeah. in town but we'll get back to in-person potting exactly. again soon this seems like it had a way less delay than we usually do so that's good maybe i should use my phone every time maybe and then that gives us like a ticking timer of like <laughs> let's hurry it up a little bit because my battery's gonna die we still went an hour 10, so it's not really helping. But uh, either way, uh, you can... It's that can, long to go through the shit. That's true. You can you can follow us at Coast City Comics and at um, Actually Comics. You can buy things from CoastCityComics.com. We would appreciate that. Uh, you buy $30 yes. or more of comics, and you use the code BLARG! Exclamation point as is pointed out on the website, B-L-A-R-G-H! Exclamation point, and you get... 20% off your purchases. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or you get free shipping. Amazing whichever. deal. You get, uh, you can subscribe and get 20% off or you can get, uh, get your free shipping. Uh, I like that. I just hype yawned to you. Hype yawn. <laughs> oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> That's life, man. 
<sighs> I should probably get back to Michelle. Speaking of speaking of getting vaccinated, she's in her recovery phase. Oh. So we'll see how yeah. she's doing. Um, yeah. Getting that second Hopefully Moderna. Moderna. All right. I'm getting uh, next podcast. I'll be fully vaxxed. Yeah. So it'll be the day after my second vax. I get vaxxed Ooh. on my second, my second, what is it? Uh, I can, Pfizer. So you're probably, uh, you might actually not be too excited about podcasting that day. We'll see. I'll podcast. Hell yeah. My fucking bad. All right. Let's do that. Excellent. Yeah, I'll be fine. Sounds good. Unless I'm not. Unless you're not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you next week with more comical books. Uh, Funbox Monster Podcast this week is doing Amityville. It's about time. So if you are, (laughs) if you want to check that out before listening to the podcast that is streaming on Amazon right now, so you can get it there. I would recommend doing it any other way than that because those guys are fucking monsters, but you know, it is one of the places that it exists right now. Um, And that's it. Thank you guys so very much, and uh, we love you all. We'll see you later. Good night. Bye. Goodbye. Don't need no tea. Don't need no chicory.